I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hi. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I am good. How are you? Yeah, I've been better. I've been better. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a sicko today, but also just today. Really- just kidding. No, I've been a sicko. Well, yeah, I've been a sicko my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but like with the sickness. Um, she is down with the sickness. I'm down with the sickness. Yeah, but oh, um. Wow. I like felt kind of shitty on Friday and so I haven't been like really around people so I don't feel bad having tested mm-hmm. positive for COVID. I've got the vid. Yeah. So. She's got the vid. I was sus. I was sus. I was literally sus because I'm like I feel like shit. I got a bit of a sore throat. I've got a cough. I got a low grade fever. These things are adding up. <laughs> One plus one equals equals COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Equals COVID. Yes. Anyway, I have lucked out so far. Knock on wood. We were just talking about that too. Your immune system is like doing other stuff, so it's yeah. We ain't got time for that. (laughs) I ain't got time for this. They're like, let's see your ticket. COVID? No, wrong. No, this is the wrong Wrong. boarding pass. Get on over that, girl. Sorry, you get get in this line instead. And my immune system was like, and the more the merrier. Come on in, everybody. Yeah. Oh, boo, boo, boo. Well, like, have you, other than sleeping, have you been, like, reading? No, I've just been sleeping and um, watching true crime documentaries because it's, like, my comfort. Tell me about it. Do you have Tell any like comfort things when you're sick that you like foods or like things you have to do or anything like that? Mm, no. Would you like to know all of mine because they're fresh? Yes. <laughs> Tell me because I have literally nothing new because I've been like out and about. I've been a busy gal. You're so doing, I have no new news. Doing life, doing, doing stuff. I'm doing God's I'm work. The... I'm doing out here doing God's work. <laughs> I'm literally the exact opposite. So let me divulge everything that's been my sickness routine. First and foremost, the Gatorade. I love having Gatorade when I'm sick. It's like I'm going to assume it has to be the red one. I quite like the red one. I did request the red one and it was in stock. So that's good. I'll I'll fuck with whatever Gatorade though. 
Mm, okay, that's I surprising. Do... I feel like you would have like a specific kind. Red is only. best, but sometimes okay. it's a nice treat to have the other ones, you know? Okay, fair, fair, fair. All right. I survive solely off of Mr. Noodles and like freezies or popsicles when I'm sick. I think that mm-hmm. goes back to like being a kid. Yes. Because I do remember my mom giving me like freezies and popsicles, like when you've got a sore throat and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, watermelon, just a solid craving. Just watermelon, Mr. Noodles, freezies, and fucking Gatorade. Yeah. All while watching a true crime doc. Yeah, and I like to be on the couch, like in the living room with a pillow and a blanket. That feels and your very, dog. yeah, and like a TV show. That feels very sick day to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't want to be in my bed, like feeling depressed, because that's like more depression day, not like yeah. a sick day. Right? I, you need to separate the two. <laughs> yeah. Bed is for depression days. <laughs> yes. Sick days are for the couch. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even change my pajamas. So, like, at least I had to change scenery, you know? <laughs> yes yes it's like i'm not into i'm not into a full depression yet i've got to at least get out of bed yeah i'm out of bed at least drinking that gatorade watching those crime shows nice anything new and riveting on your radar for the crime shows i'm sure you've watched literally everything now yeah no no i'm i'm big i'm like in the default mode where i just don't want to think about it so my YouTube algorithm is like pretty solid for them crime shows. So mm-hmm. I've been like hooked on um this show by uh fucking ID or something. Oh, Does yeah. that make sense? And it's called yeah, An Unexpected sense. Killer. And it's Oxygen? Uh, no, Oxygen. Uh, oh, know. that also could make sense too. Either or yeah. really. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so that's just what I've been fucking with because it'll keep going and going and going. And you can just <laughs> and then you can like fall asleep for like 15 minutes or two hours and wake up and be like I didn't really miss anything exactly yeah 100% yeah. that was what I did to you earlier when you texted me and 100%. I never responded <laughs> just have something funny to tell you um oh. it's not really that funny but I was talking with Shelby today and she was she's going on vacation so she's like can I have your vote for a book pick she's got two books both five stars IOM but I'm like, mm. so she's got, oh, the first one is All the Light We Cannot See. Solid book. It's a bit heavy, though, for like a vacation read. Mm-hmm. And then the second book was, what's it called? All the, boop, boop, all the ugly and wonderful things. Is that what it's called? Uh, <laughs> what? Those is are both awful called? books. Um, All the ugly, wonderful things. Yeah. Well, they're both great books. Like I rated both oh, of those books oh, yeah. five stars. They're, they're five stars, but they're awful. <laughs> I'm like, um, all the ugly is like a really good book, but there's a bit of an ick to it. So, a and she's bit, like, oh, <laughs> she's like, like a drug ick. I'm like, mm, no, like a bad family ick. Well, a little column A, a little column, yeah. a lot of column B. Yeah, yeah, yeah there, it's like pretty ick, but then. All the light we can't see is just this really heavy, like wartime, just tragedy. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe like, just, maybe go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just, uh, well, maybe she's hoping that since she's on vacation, she'll be in a happy place. So it won't be so in, right. like, like so downing like right. such a downer right. she's like okay well this sucks but oh hey look at let me go jump in the water true maybe although who knows she also did say that she was considering reading once there were wolves just again so um mm. who knows what she'll pick she'll have to tell us when she's back in two weeks noise yeah tell noise. us that's all report no, back you'll have else. to report you'll have to report back mm-hmm. i've got literally nothing else but we got one new babe one new babe what's her name yeah her name's Alyssa. what's oh, her name no. Alyssa. hi Alyssa. Oh. <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know if you said Alyssa or alicia Alyssa. oh no he- welcome to the club Alyssa. oh no clear what is that from oh i think it's like a thing on the internet and i just like say it with Harley vine? all the time 
yeah. oh, oh, it's like a new thing, not an old thing. Um, it might have been like you know how it like comes back around. I don't know where it's actually from. We just always go or nor, or or nor, clear or nor. Yeah, or nor. Anyways, okay, let's talk about this. Or nor is this intro. (laughs) Or nor, indeed. (laughs) Sorry. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Oh my gosh, I start this week. Yeah, you do. What a fun little treat for everyone. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got all my Kleenexes. Okay. So this week of The Shadow Sister, it's week three. By the way, we did announce that we're reading um that fucking book for such Just summer. Another Missing Person by yeah, 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 Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one, that one. Yeah. So read that. Um, Get it. But this week, we are chatting about chapters 13 to 18. So let's go. So when Casey, I don't know where we ended off. Where was Casey? She met up with Andrew at Ruth's. Ooh, juicy, 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 juice. Okay, juicy, cool. juicy J, juicy J. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just setting the scene so we understand a little bit more. Okay, so when Casey gets back home, Sutton and her mom are outside and they are gardening. Just a little casual, like amnesia gardening, MBD. So her mother tells Casey that she is joining even though Casey really doesn't want to, but she doesn't have an option these days with much of anything, which really sucks for her. Sucks to suck, man. Fuck. I don't want to. This woman literally hates me. Like, I don't know what's going on. What is, what is, whose house is this? That's a perfect. Whose house is this? Exactly. That's what she's saying. It's perfect for Casey. Whose house is this? Whose house? It's clearly Sutton's. So anyway, so she kneels beside Sutton. She's like, here we are. We're gardening. Sutton starts humming the same tune that she was humming the other day in the car. But this time she starts to also sing some lyrics. So what she sings is, the riverbed makes a mighty fine road. Dead trees will show you the way. Casey's like, this is weird. So she calls her out on it. And then also their mom is curious too. So she doesn't like get mad at Casey for calling her out on it. She's equally intrigued um something becomes super still still enough for a literal butterfly to land on her and then when her mother says not to move because she's going to take a picture of this like beautiful scene Sutton shakes the butterfly off and then just like casually goes back to gardening random that's cool yeah I don't know what's going on there but this blue butterfly fly right so like cover tie-in mm-hmm So her mother makes a joke about the family Christmas card opportunity being missed, but Casey knows that her mom just wanted to have some photos to show on TV when she goes back to work because everybody was super Mm -hmm. helpful in like the search for her missing daughter. So Casey realizes that the old Sutton would never have ruined a photo opportunity like this and that her and her mother bonded over this little like thing that they both have about mm-hmm. liking the like attention image and a- image and everything yeah yeah Thank yeah you. yeah yes yes so she she was the daughter that her mom would showcase on the news and casey essentially says that 
this created the image for her mother where she was woke because she had a black historian for a husband, but also, quote, white enough to keep senior audience numbers steady in Western Washington's urban liberal paradise. So there is this weird, like, dynamic that's going on. And we know that Sutton is, like, the lighter skinned of the two daughters. So it, it's it's a thing yeah. that is on Casey's yeah. mind. So Casey then, she even goes so far as to say that Sutton was more acceptably diverse, which like just would be like uh, a, a uh, I don't even, I can't. Yeah, that would just be, it. it would just be like wild almost like yeah. being like we're the same, we're yep. from the same blood, but yeah. somehow yeah. you're more accepted than I. Yeah, yeah. Just, I don't know, it would be a very different experience so she knows that her mother is struggling with this and with Sutton not really like communicating with her how they used to and they rarely fought before but she realizing that they must have fought over Andrew at some point because if Sutton knows or rather if Andrew knows how their mom feels about him clearly that had been spoken about so Sutton denies their mother from smoothing out her hair and their mom is clearly hurt casey decides this is the perfect time to ask her mom if she knew about the two other black girls that went missing before sutton um her mother obviously wasn't expecting this and she tosses like a scoop of dirt from her gardening activity and it ends up hitting sutton in the chest who then lets out a quote full-bodied breathtaking bellow of terror which i thought was a really great description of like just like a blood curdling scream it could probably be like next level right yeah all right Mm. so then she starts freaking out saying that she can taste it she ends up grabbing casey's wrist and she's like actually begging casey for help so this seems really extreme reaction to what just happened I wrote, how dramatic. <laughs> I guess I wasn't feeling very empathetic at the time. How dramatic. <laughs> so Casey goes inside and she sits with her dad. The clear, the, the scream clearly shook him up too. She ends up grabbing a book that he's got on his table with him. And it's called The African America Slave Medicine. And I put a hmm emoji because now mm-hmm. my like braid's going, right? Mm-hmm. So it turns out he's not working right now, like on his work, work, but instead he's doing research because he constantly needs to be doing something as a historian. I'm assuming he's like a Justin. <laughs> like even <laughs> when he's like supposed mm-hmm. to not be doing anything, he's doing something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's considering pitching a new course to the university on who quote hoodoo magic during slavery and its tie to modern-day African-American spirituality. Sounds pretty interesting. Um, Her dad ends up passing her a book that used to be Henny's. Again, that's Mima's mother, a.k.a. Casey's fourth great-grandma. It is her medicine book. Uh, What this is is a book about plants, including, quote, common remedies that slaves on her plantation used to treat illness or injury, end quote. The rest of that sentence was really sad, and it was, if um they're like the people who were keeping them enslaved wouldn't help them this is what they would yes do. yeah yeah he tells her that his mom ma remy used to believe in some of this stuff and i'm like is this the connection with the bracelet is this what's mm-hmm. happening is this is this mm-hmm. what's happening here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um He wants the students to take away from the course that, quote, these practices gave slaves power. So the things that he wants to teach them and the books that he's got from his side of the family, he wants to use as like actual proof that this is how these people dealt with what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. The photo strip that Andrew gave her at Ruth's is burning a hole in her pretty little pocket. Um, And she is now starting between like all just all the goings-ons she's now starting to wonder if she is actually faking it or not Sutton that is she yes she's wondering if Sutton is even faking it at this point um but somehow she remembered the bracelet from before 
And then she realizes that she doesn't want to deal with Andrew anymore on this topic or their parents if they find Casey with the photo strip. Fair. Which is fair, yeah. She enters um, Sutton's room and, of course, she's humming to Juliet, which seems to be her new favorite hobby. Um, but has been watch a fish for hours on and hum to it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. sounds right up my alley, yeah. though. Strangely, she has been left with her wet hair. And then Sutton tells her that she has told her mom to stop touching her because she does not like it when she does so, hmm. which is strange because then we find out a, like a whole backstory about how it was like almost a ritual how they would do their hair she would do her hair for her and ma remy styles and all this stuff i just had a thought tell me well her mother's white mm-hmm. i wonder if that could be mm-hmm. part of what's happening mm-hmm. yeah did you mm-hmm. have that thought already oh well, i and then i wasn't sure if the pastor if pastor daddy is or not like oh, I, he, yeah i don't know I, he, I she has a know. very big aversion to him later on as well yes yes very interesting mm-hmm. and andrew mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. 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 true true but she does she seems like we haven't heard anything about how she reacts with her dad so yes okay this is true anyway, okay. just a thought note to self um at first Casey reluctantly offers to help um and then she's also like p.s I got this photo for you um her response is that she knows who that is but she does not know her his name um Casey explains that it's her boyfriend Andrew and her response is rain or shine um Casey then also thinks that this might be a good idea, a good opportunity to ask if Andrew hurt Sutton before all of this. And her response is, I think he made me happy. Mm-hmm. And that she doesn't think that they, her parents, liked him. Okay. <sighs> she says all of this while just staring at Juliet's tank um okay okay (laughs) yeah creepy yes she seems like kind of like creepy and trance like is what i feel like the author's trying to get across yeah yeah Yeah. just like bacon bacon yeah i feel bad for bacon i thought i said bacon for a second bacon bacon Um, i feel bad for casey that would be really fucked up Mm -hmm. that would be um so then she is wondering if her parents are somehow strangely involved and asks if they hurt her and she said and Sutton's response is I think I hurt them okay Mm -hmm. um later on she asks if she can keep the photo strip herself and uh, Casey says that she can as long as she can keep a secret because she has one and it is so good to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So she tells tells her if she can keep a secret um, and if she can that she might be able to find a way for Sutton to see Andrew. Which she responds with that she can, and then she says rain or shine again, which is interesting. Um, Sutton, um, Sutton, as we end that chapter, Sutton says, quote, this is good that I'm remembering, right? If I remember, they won't be sad anymore, which is heartbreaking would be like i feel like she's just trying to like pick up on other people's emotions like she's not actually it's vacant is what i think is a good word for it yeah so have Uh, you made up your mind about whether or not you think she's faking it or not i think i don't think she's faking it i don't think so yeah Yeah. i don't think um but also i don't know how like casey like i don't know casey i don't know the vibes i'm getting 
it's not bad vibes like her compassion is strange yeah but which if you have to like if you had a really tumultuous relationship with your sister of course you'd be hesitant yes but yes but i mean that also like they just had that really fucked up event happen too with the laptop Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that's pretty like that's pretty big betrayal yeah uh yeah it's hard to say hard to say hard to say but i do hear what you're saying like i don't love how casey's necessarily Mm -hmm. it seems like at one point though like as we hear from sutton's chapters as we go back she seems like she tried which is to like be your friend yeah and then she was also hurt by things anyways so casey tries to sleep but she cannot she decides that it's time to check out what exactly is on Sutton's laptop that she has been charging for the past few days under her bed. She ends up trying out like a gazillion passwords, even so much so that she like tries her own uh, birthday or something. She's like, yeah, no, I didn't think it would work. Um, none of the passwords are correct. She then remembers the new catchphrase of Sutton's, which is rain or shine, um, and she puts in a bunch of different combos, blah, blah, blah. Eventually it works. So she ends up, I, which I don't know if this would, this is true, but she ends up finding an application that was being used the last time Sutton used her own laptop and it's a video. So she watches it. Although I feel like you, like, it wouldn't be, I guess if you drop the laptop down the stairs, you'd think it would turn, turn off. And then would the video application open again? Yeah, am I, I just know. getting too hung up on like a stupid thing just because I use computers every day and like? <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I, th- I don't <laughs> think it's an important plot point. I just was like, wait, anyway. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> the whole point of this is that she's watching this laptop that she knows that Sun was watching before. So, it's a video. And it's one where Sutton is filming herself at cheer practice. She's got her phone propped up and, like, stuff's happening. And then Sutton starts to act weird once Coach McCoy enters the room. And at one point, she ends up kind of, like, hiding the camera a little bit more from him. Like, you can tell that's what's happening. And she says that she's worried about Natalie because she's also, like, distracted and not paying attention to, like, her small group's fucking task or whatever i don't know cheer time stuff anyway she says she's worried about natalie who's in the pyramid group and coach tells her not to worry and also was pretty rude to her um and then the rest of the video is boring until eventually it cuts to black so casey starts going through Sutton's stuff and decides to check out the notes app nothing crazy until she spots quote birthday ideas for casey which is like yeah your sister might hate your fucking guts but like you're still sisters you're still sisters yeah i don't know so it was like actually kind of a cute list or whatever um she also finds a google search which is talking to your sister when you have a bad relationship so that kind of sucks too but it seems like maybe Sutton was trying she digs a little deeper and she finds a search a month prior to Sutton's disappearance for an app that will allow for secret communication So now she's like, okay, what is this? So she's able to log into this app that she found out from on the computer because Sutton had clearly done it before. And she ends up seeing a chat called, quote, hard end. So she's thinking that this is likely between her and Andrew and then it's going to be real gross. But she has to at least skim it over, which is like a weird. Isn't that a football phrase? Hard end. Oh no, that's a tight tight end. Tight end. <laughs> I think that's what that's what they're called in football. Tight end, not a hard yeah. end. No. Oh, okay, okay. So described. So she's like, okay, I gotta at least look this over. And then the messages she finds are from the week leading up to her disappearance, and hard end wants them to meet, and Sutton says alone, and then hard end is pissed. And calling Sutton a bitch because she lied to them. And then Hard End is saying that they'll end her. Question mark, question mark. So this is clearly a suspicious. Mm-hmm. I have a Sutton chapter. Three years before. Three so we find, 
We, um, never mind. Okay. I was going to do a joke, but I don't know. I can't remember. So she doesn't want to be at the church, but there they are. Casey is sitting at the front with Ruth, Ruth's mom, and their family, while Sutton is sandwiched between her mom and dad. Ruth's dad looks at a woman in the front row while he's giving this fucking sermon to end all sermons. And he's looking at his wife, who is Grace Heights, who is nine months pregnant. Pastor dad, this is literally what I wrote. Pastor daddy is blah, blah, blahing. <laughs> and their mm-hmm. dad, they're like real dad, Isaiah, or whatever his name is, does not love this blah, blah, blahing. And he thinks, you know, pastor daddy must be white. Because Isaiah thinks that Pastor Dottie is essentially defending the causes of the Great Migration in mm, mm, yes, yes, I remember tense, his sermon. Right? Yes, 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 yes. So then we find out a little tiny bit about the Great Mi- Migration, which was a time in the seventies where millions of Black Americans moved from the South to other areas of the country, and of course, this was good but also very bad because a lot of them were forced into having to leave and had to leave everything behind their families were broken up their lives were destroyed they had to restart Mm -hmm. so um anyway i think pastor daddy must be white if that's what was going on yes yes i think so too yes interesting interesting so this is when the pastor announces their new project rise above which is a camp they are hoping to offer for at-risk youth in their community. Came back mm-hmm. around, but three years later. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, what if the church is trying to recruit Black children for some sort of, like, fucked-up ritualistic thing? Yep. Like, the three girls yep. that went missing in this camp. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is all just coming together as I speak. So, after the service is over, Sutton is ready to leave, but her parents are chit-chat chatting. Sutton finds Casey so they can go, and Casey invites Ruth over to hang and says that they can drop her back on their way to Ma Remy's for dinner. Um, They decide to then ask Ruth's mom, who is more likely to say yes than Pastor Daddy. So, they find Grace Heights. Which, what is the name of the town and the church and the school? The name of the fucking church is named after them. Heights Above is the church. Yeah. 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 It The town is like Willow Bend or something like that. And then ben, uh, Willow Bend or Willow End is the lower. Okay. 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 Yeah. Oh, the, okay. The church is named Heights. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. The so I'm like, though? I don't think it was I Heights. I can't remember. No, okay, no. It's, but it is no. the church. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, you're the pastor of the church and you've named the church after yourself as well? Yes, I think this is like a perfect example of yes, um, like a cult leader. Cult, culty cult, yes. I love yes, how we yes, both yes. just go straight to cult. Like we're like, yeah, this is it. Yes, if it's a cult. Curious, <laughs> it's a know. rich person cult, yes. Essentially, yeah. <sighs> So anyway, Grace Heights is the center of attention. All the church ladies are asking about her baby and they're like kind of fawning over her. And she ends up telling them that they're going to be doing a home birth and that it's David's idea. Um, And she's not really sure how she feels about it, but she trusts him to know what's best. Fucking love Sutton for this because keep in mind, she's there because she wants mm-hmm. to leave and they need to gas her for you can come over for fucking the day or whatever. So Sutton blurts out. That he's not the one having the baby, and if she's not sure about a home birth, she shouldn't do it. This kind of, like, infuriates Casey because she thinks that Sutton is being rude and has now embarrassed her by criticizing Mrs. Heights. So this Mm -hmm. is, like, a BD. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But I 100,000, 2019 gazillion agree with Sutton. Yes, 100%. Oh, I didn't like the, oh, it's a biblical, it's more biblical if I have it at home. What the fuck? Your husband just doesn't want to, anyways, fucking Honestly, and like you have, how many kids? You've got like seven kids already and you've gone to the fucking hospital for all, like why? Mm -hmm. Just like Mm -hmm. keep up with tradition. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Um... your other kids aren't 
biblically birthed or right interesting interesting and i and this was also the high-risk pregnancy right yes yes pastor daddy's up to something i don't like it don't like it one bit no all right well seems as if sutton has kept her promise and there has been silence on the andrew front so this is good but but saying all of this Casey is wishing that she would progress because it seems that she's more regressing than anything else. Of course, Casey doesn't blame her for this because she feels like she is also losing her mind too. These hard end texts have got her going a crazy. Because she's Um, like, I thought it was a football move and it's not. And now I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) Now I don't know what hard end even means. Okay. (laughs) She's like, what do I do with these? The police have to know about these, right? Um, Is anybody working on the case still? Or is it closed now that she's home? She's like, obviously very, these are all valid questions that anyone would have. Um, So she's... Yes, she's been helping her dad on his course to try and, like, occupy her mind instead, though it's not doing a great job. Um, She ends up being alone in his office, and guess who's texting again and again? It's Andrew. He's been texting her every day since they had the meeting at Ruth's, and it's like, did you give her the photo? Has she mentioned me? Can I see her? She feels like between the photo and his texts and the um, meeting they had that she feels like she might be able to trust him. So she texts him, I know about the app. Interesting. She immediately regrets what she just said and says like, yeah. wait, shit, shit, shit. What if he didn't know about the app? Yeah. The texts kind of don't... Yes, exactly. She showed him his her cards and she's like it doesn't seem like him but what if it is i totally just like played my hand um and she just is feeling like she has no one to talk to about any of this like if she messes things up there um okay back to work she goes while she's worrying about andrew and like should she go and plan an ocean's 11 heist and stuff like that she's told to look oh yeah because she's like i should go to the golf course and of course and like steal his phone and delete the text (laughs) like have you literally ever sent a text so bad that you've like debated how you can unsend it like that uh no that's good sometimes i send it to the wrong person oh yeah that's not a good one especially i've done that before no conversation you're having with the wrong person (laughs) oh no yeah that happens okay so back to work she goes she's like i guess i should pretend i'm working at least um she's told it to look she's told to look in a box of journals um and she finds a drink trink it a trinket box and as promised the movie tickets that her dad said would be there are there for jaws um, from 1975 but, like, but also this ain't that historic this ain't that exciting but also there's a familiar green like pendant um similar to the one that sutton quote-unquote stole Same. this one what? is mm-hmm. this one is slightly different though there's no white flower in it and the green is a little bit more muddy which is interesting um and then there's like a bunch of other stuff from the 70s um now she moves on to the journals and she's worried about um her dad's advice that his her ma remy's horniness in her journals are unabashed and uninhibited so she cautiously flips through one yeah. of the journals and then she flips no 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 thank you <laughs> <laughs> um she flip goes to flip through another one and it just ends up like exploding with pictures and flowers and clippings etc 
Um, she realizes that this is a collection of items to add to her family history. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she can see where obviously her dad's love of um, history comes from. And then she wonders why he has never shown her any of this stuff before. And then we have an entry from September 13th, 1976. This is explaining to a visit to the Civil History Center where Ma Remy was showing documents to get items from the slavery exhibit back as they belonged to Mima, to her family. Her literal Um, family. (laughs) Yes, yes. Essentially, they're a tie back to Warrior Girl in a way. Mm hmm. Yes, I've had Warrior Girl vibes. I under Mm -hmm. I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially she is told that they don't care and to come back with a lawyer and we find out that this is not the first time they have tried to hire a lawyer for something something um, because they can't afford to hire another one so this next visit she decides to go when there is a reenactment event and has been sewing furiously an era appropriate dress and walked right in to the center and no one noticed a thing she was yes me too she was ignored by the white women just like her ancestors were and right there in front of her are mima's sketches embroidery and the pendant that she's been searching for um for years and been failing to recreate so this is interesting um she decides that she's gonna take it and walk right out of there right past the same woman who refused to give back the items in the first place she dares herself to stare directly into her eyes and she realizes that that woman has not one speck of recognition of ma remy <laughs> Damn it. that's insane yeah. it's like yes. the the um the parallels are mm-hmm. insane considering what they're yes. reenacting like yes be fucking kidding me. it's fucking ridiculously it's fucked it's fucked up yeah it's fucked, it's up. fucked. she is then um she's got a ring ring banana phone from andrew so she's like uh taken away from what she was looking at it's andrew he's like yo it's not what you think it's not me and we find out who hard end is and it's sutton's cheer coach what the fuck what the fuck Fucking coach hard end. Fucking coach McCoy. Or Nord, it's Corch. Sorry. (laughs) Or Nord. Or Nord. Okay. I don't think that's going to become a me thing. Although I did think Doobie would not become a me thing, and you've got me hooked. So (laughs) I I do be saying it all the time. So you do be saying it all the time, and I do be found myself saying it in Chicago. So. <sighs> I love that. I have for to us. like actively stop saying that around. Like I have to not say it around Marty because I <laughs> actually like <laughs> I love it for you, but I don't love it for me. But it's like stuck <laughs> into my. <laughs> I don't love it for me either, but it's like just part of my Where vocabulary did it come now. From, though? I don't even <laughs> fucking know. Oh, I don't know. I don't even know. Oh, I don't want it. Okay, take it. I back. don't want take. No, no, you take it. Take it from me. I don't no. want it anymore. No, you can keep or nor, and oh. you can keep doobie. Literally, no. No. Like literally. <laughs> no. Literally, nor. <laughs> Sorry. So, okay. You do be so, going on with that. You I do, do be going on. Oh, fuck. Uh, All right, here we go. Chapter 17. And then I can shut the fuck up. So, Sutton is now losing her hair. It started a few days after Casey had braided it. Um, at first she was like, "Oh my god, did I do this?" Oh, fuck, but I fucked she... up. <laughs> yeah, like, oh no. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> However, Sutton has been like straightening and dyeing her hair for literally ever. So she's like, "I think this is just residual 
fallout from all of that. And so now Sutton is determined to help. Sorry, now Casey is determined to help Sutton get her natural hair back. So they've gotten all dressed up. And it turns out that what they're going to is a welcome back event for Sutton at the church. But guess what? Sutton doesn't want to (laughs) go. I don't blame her. <laughs> Me neither. I wouldn't want to go either. That's the last thing I'd want to do. Like that bullshit. It's uh, a quiet place when they had that party. It's like, why do people do this shit? Why? You dumb mom and dad. <laughs> you guys are dumb. Anyway, so turns out Romeo and Sutton are friends on again, which I love to hear, but they're not as close as before. So like, okay. Um... Their mom has, like, an absolute fucking fit about how Sutton has to go tonight because of what the whole church did for her search. And Sutton's like, yeah, no, I'm not going. So and, oh, she spells says, no. Literally. She's like, this is, this is a hard end for me. I am not going. <laughs> this is a hard end for sure. <laughs> uh, so she's like, I'm going to stay home with Casey. And the parents are like, okay that can this can happen and Casey is like what the actual fuck because she's literally the only one who wants to go to the church so that she can see Ruth she's like get me the fuck out of this house right she's like I cannot wait to go to this event and Sutton's like no Casey's staying home with me now so she's like I literally hate you so she has actually a bit of a blowout about like I didn't write it down, but essentially, like, are you fucking for real right now? Like, when am I going to have needs again? Like, when mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. do I matter again? Which is fair. Everybody's butthurt. Um, the parents leave. Casey goes out to the pool, and she's like, that fucking bitch Sutton better not join me. But she does. She goes and sits across from her in the pool. Pool, rather. With her feet in. Because she's a fool. Yeah. <laughs> she's a fool in the pool. Um, and she pulls out the photo strip of her and Andrew from her little bra, and Casey is pissed how Sutton is manipulating the situation again, and acting as if she doesn't want to get better. So there's some animosity a brewing between them because she's still on this narrative that she thinks that Sutton's like doing this for real. Mm-hmm. We then find out that Ruth's dad, Pastor Daddy's home. And I have, like, a teeth-grinning emoji, so I think I'm sus on Pastor Daddy. Pastor Daddy's got tag out. He gave creep vibes from the beginning, but then you're like, that's too obvious, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. mm, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So Casey realizes that everyone will be occupied for hours, and so she decides that it is time to tell Andrew that he can come see his girl. She's like, if you can get here in 30 minutes, then you can see her. And he gets there in 20. <laughs> and she's like, what the hell? And he obviously came from work. And he's like, I called a ride. Like, this is important. Mm-hmm. So that kind of proves to her that he's mm-hmm. like, for mm-hmm. real. Apparently, he's supposed to give Casey some sort of proof that the texts were from her cheer coach. So that's another reason why he's there. So he knew about them and the coach was apparently just terrible he knew that he was awful he says that um Sutton had said the coach was both classist and racist which is just like actually zero tolerance for that so it's like how are you even a fucking working at a school right well why are you yeah why are you working at a school (laughs) like go go run your little fancy events probably full of rich white old men like pedophiles yeah go do that just go do that okay um anyway he's not so she was taking these videos to try to prove that coach was pushing them to do stunts um that were like beyond where they were at and that that she knew that someone would get injured so when natalie actually broke her arm sutton went ballistic because she knew that this was going to happen and so what she thought was that she could use natalie's injury combined with her videos to get coach fired that was a lot for me to try to explain anyway so that's sutton's angle so what she does is she stages this late night meetup with the coach and andrew is there and he even videos him 
I guess that she's hoping that the texts in the video will prove that he's questionable because the texts were kind of like, hey, want to meet up? And he was like, yeah. And she was like, come alone. So it was supposed to be sort of like, like suggestive. Like he's a creep and he's a fucking like racist, you know, yeah. Those, that should be like too Ugh. many things. You can't be all it's, of them. It's too many red flags. <laughs> There's too a lot. Many red flags. It's like too much. You know, that like little circle chart where it's like, Cute. Yes. Oh, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. He's like, yeah. he's yes. doing them all. He's right. He's right in the middle. He's of that the middle yes. of all these, like, yeah. the, the tirade of fucking yeah. craziness. Yeah. So, on this video that Andrew is showing um, Casey, Sutton is beating in the van taillights with one of their dad's golf clubs, and she ends up striking up a deal with the coach. She'll keep all of this secret if he helps Andrew get a loan. Because, remember, he works with those big boys, those big Fortune mm-hmm. 500 boys, which I guess why that kind of came back into play. Mm-hmm. But then she sent the videos to the school board anyway, because she's a sassy girl. Mm-hmm. And But she did not send the texts. So she did send the fucking videos, videos but not the texts. Sutton's plan was to never reveal the texts because it would ruin him, but it would also ruin her reputation, too. And she's not about that. The other girls on the team had confided in Sutton, saying that he was the coach was telling them like creepy shit and he would say or imply like weird stuff they weren't comfortable with. And she (laughs) thought that which I hate this, but she thought that if she could keep him occupied with this like weird hard end chatting text thing, um, he would be creepy to one of her teammates so oh, maybe it's not named so nah. bad question yeah i think that she is i think she is pure like not pure but like kind in her core she kind of also reminds me of perry and that quote that was like yes. i bond when i'm valued you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. she doesn't feel valued by casey because they have a bad sister relationship so yeah. of course yeah they sort of act the way they do of course yeah Okay, so Andrew didn't tell the police about this because he didn't want to, quote, tarnish Sutton's reputation. And he explains that one of the other missing black girls, their investigation had lost traction when the cops found that she had texted nudes to her boyfriend. So he's thinking, oh, my God, if this gets out that Sutton and the coach were like secret texting, they're going to like it's going to look really bad on her and they're going to think that she deserved it as victim shamers do. So they go out to meet with Sutton and she's standing in the garden and she's got this beautiful blue butterfly on the palm of her hand and she's looking at it and it seems like a very surreal moment and Andrew notes how cool that must be because he's like, wow, that butterfly is sitting in the palm of your hand. And guess what? She just goes, squish. <laughs> he squashed it. Right, he squashes it. I'm kind of sad. I don't know. She's just kind of fucked right now, I guess. Yeah. So she squashes it. Ew. Then when she sees Andrew, she says rain or shine and she smiles. After about 10 minutes, Andrew comes back to Casey and she's like, yo, you've got hours. Like, it's all good. Take your time. He's like, no, I'm good. And she's like, what? And he's like, something I'm is a go. wrong with her. <laughs> yeah. I'm a go now. <laughs> no, he uh, says actually, to Casey, no. like, something is wrong with her. And Casey's like, well, yeah, I know. And he's like, that's not sudden. What does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean? Ah. Their mom and dad have gone back to work, kind of. Um, and Casey has is sadly been relieved of her duties of helping her dad. Um, she's upset because she likes helping him so she's wondering if she's done something wrong yeah that kind of sucks. um her mom is being very private so much so that her office stays double locked like extreme paranoia almost and like yeah. why also why, why does she work from secretive home she's private reporter? yeah weird it's don't weird. you think a reporter would work in office yes you would think so <laughs> yes i don't know but she's being um, super fucking locked up, but then demanding that her yeah. husband is it. So, is like, it, yes, it's it's weird. It's weird. I'm sus. I'm a bit sus, maybe. Yes. Um, She 
knows that it can't be because of Andrew coming over because there would have been like a big deal about it. So she knows it's not that. Um, so she, with her newfound time, since she's not helping her dad, see, she's searching a, um, information about the other missing girls. But all she is finding is a lot of information about Sutton and then other missing white people. Finally, with a few different search terms, she finally finds an article that is not entirely all about Sutton. We find out that the first girl that went missing was named Tamika and she went missing on a Friday at the beginning of May when she was leaving the Boys and Girl girls club after dropping her sister off and she was only 15 years old the second girl to the second girl to go missing was amani she was older than she's older than sutton and tamika being 19 but her last whereabouts are a little less clear because it took a full day for anyone to notice that she was gone but their names tamika and amani are always shown together which is sad and like making them lumping them into one person essentially yep yep we find out that imani's mom seems like she's a young and feisty person she seems desperate to um find her daughter um and her name is nina and you can always see her in the comment section tamika's parents aren't any less caring though they are less techy and they have their hands full with Tamika being the oldest of five kids Um, and they've they've relied a lot on their community for search help but despite the combined effort of the two they haven't gotten a fraction of the coverage that Sutton did Hmm. Um, they've decided Um, The police have decided that there will be no more searches for either Tamika or Amani, and that's not for a lack of trying. Um, They have even asked for help from the heights above church with no response. Um, And Nina suggests that the skin color is a factor here. Um, Of course, yes. Of course, Casey does not want to believe this or that her mom knew about Tamika or Amani's family reaching out to the church. Um, She's just wondering if she knew um, and she worked so hard for um, strangers to care about Sutton. Why didn't she make others care about them? So she's like trying to kind of going back and forth. Like, do you think my mom knows or didn't she know that kind of thing? I think a she lot knows of she knew, but doesn't think so. want to like actually think that about her own yes. mother, right? Yes, there's a lot of yes, no, maybe so's, if ands or buts kind of things. Um, so eventually Ruth is allowed over, and it sounds like there's a lot of rules to follow in the house now, like no TV, no phones, or talking about things that might upset um Sutton they're not even allowed to answer the phone anymore like it's like lockdown yeah yeah or the door, yeah. Yeah, or the door. so fucking much like what are you mm-hmm. supposed to do mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. like I can't have my phone out yeah yes and that's kind of like what Ruth said but like and then she like feels bad but also says it and I'm like oh, it would be hard because she's like yeah. I thought I was leaving the parental controls behind like yeah. this is my place to like where this is where i'm gonna watch like a movie like yeah yep. you know what i would do if i was casey i would take Sutton to her room and put her in front of the fish and then i would just sit on her bed and fucking true mindlessly scroll my phone true that's a good that's a here's good, your that's tiktok a good it's juliet yeah. there you go just swipe on the thing <laughs> she'll go up and down yeah her dad is in his office doing research but um, instead of listening to um, tapes of men drone on about history, her dad is listening to, quote, Negro spirituals and folk songs as part of his research. So this is what strikes her, struck, strikes, strikes her as different. Like, it's a, it's a big enough difference that yes. she notices. They all notice, yeah. 
Yes, they all notice. And like Ruth even is like, wow, way to set the mood, Mr. <laughs> fucking whatever their last name is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Curitan or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it sounds like since there's not many options for them to do, they suggest board games and they end up playing Scrabble. Um, It's not long before we realize how Sutton's still very competitive. Um, And then Swing Low Sweet Chariot comes on, um, which makes Sutton giggle a lot, but also eases the tension. So I'm not sure if that's important or not. Mm -hmm. Um, Casey tells Ruth um, about spirituals. um, And I'll let everybody else know that it's a song that comes from a specific time and grew into gospel or an important cultural meaning. Um, And a lot of these songs started as work songs or even directions for the Underground Railroad, which is very interesting and a Mm -hmm. really cool fact. I didn't realize there there was so much um, Mm -hmm. meaning. Yeah, yeah. Cultural meaning, yeah. Casey decides to bring up Ruth's dad and he's like, so like, what's going on with your daddy, pastor daddy there? Um, We find out that he's been back for a week, though he's been barely home and apparently just been catching up on things at the um, church, which Casey does not buy. She's like, right, this was a planned trip. So why is he catching up on things? Like, right. What's... He also has seven fucking kids. Fucking kids. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You don't get to just go away. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. K- Casey is just not buying it. And then Sutton starts singing the song again. This time, though, she notices that Ruth is humming along. And then she realizes that they're both singing to her dad's music. She asks Sutton how she learned this song, and she just seems um, annoyed and ignores her. And then she realizes that she really doesn't remember anything and that this is from when her dad was doing research in the living room. E. So it's like, it's, this is cementing the fact that she knows absolutely nothing and she realizes that Sutton would never let her life fall apart this far Mm -hmm. and then there's a knock on the door of course the mom rushes to the door like don't answer don't answer it's him he comes in and Sutton clings to Casey as he tries to talk to her and she does not relax until they leave yeah, she was like had Casey and like oh a, she was like by a grip, vice grip, grip yeah. and like digging her nails into her wrist. It was sounded, yeah. yeah. She was like, no, get away from me. And he was like telling her that she's he's praying for her, and she's just like, don't talk to me, don't How talk to you? me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get away from me, Pastor Daddy. Yeah. I still have no idea how this book where how this book is going, like where it's gonna go. I have no idea. Nothing. Okay, I've got some points, some talking points. Okay. Yes, I don't please. I think they're talking points, just things that I've picked up. So the pendant clearly mm-hmm. has some significance. I think we were being led a little bit with that in terms of the what did they call it? A book. Like Ma and like yeah. Ma Remy's obviously like trying to recreate a pendant yes so here i've got the book title quote african-american slave medicine so i think we're learning like a little bit about that there's some like plant sort of tinctures and Mm -hmm. stuff so the bracelet i'm wondering if that has to do with sutton somehow coach is Mm -hmm. sus oh yeah um just like how is this tying gonna tie together Right. Well, we're probably going to find out that Pastor Daddy is probably in bed with Coach and they're doing some weird fucking thing with these girls and the the kids. And And that's probably where some we're going to learn something about those two girls that went missing. The bracelet obviously comes into tie. I don't know like how we're going to like necessarily break the curse on Sutton though mm-hmm. like, how's that gonna play out mm-hmm. yeah I wonder if the second pendant will have anything to do with that true interesting 
Oh, well, I wonder, like, so the bracelet, the pendant, was stolen, essentially, twice, right? I wonder if that has something to do with it. Ooh, good point. Because, like, why do we really, why did we really need that story? Mm -hmm. I mean, aside from, Mm -hmm. like, cultural significance and, like, emphasizing that. How shitty people were treated. Yeah. Yeah. But what does that do with the plot, you know? Hmm. Interesting. IDK, like, let us know what you guys all think. Yeah, let us know in the group. I know there's a lot of reader headers this month I know, because it, I, know. I don't want to put it down either. I want to know, like, how is this? It's Lily has done a great job keeping us guessing. Like, I have 100%. no idea who yeah. can I trust, who can't I trust, other than Andrew is who I found out this week that I think I can trust and that yeah. Sutton's not faking. Yeah, I don't think Sutton's faking. I think her dad is credible. Their dad is good. And yes, yes, yes. And like even, I don't know, I feel like Casey, when we hear from Sutton, is almost like not two-faced, but like kind of. What do you mean? Oh, like Like, in the Sutton chapters. mm -hmm. Yeah. In the Sutton chapters. She's not an angel herself. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways. Interesting. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. I guess we'll just have to see how it ends by reading next week. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Oh, or nor. Good boy. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.